You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. And Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Every day, anything we do is Southern Miss To The Top. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington and Jason Bailey here with your break from all of the High Resource 5 propaganda in the mainstream sports media to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. I'm Jamie Arrington. Here with me as always, Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend Jason Bailey. Take it away, Jason. Greetings and salutations. Uh, we might have to change that tailgating legend thing because it doesn't look like anybody's going to do, be doing any uh, tailgating anytime soon. Um, although... I believe that I heard that you could actually sit in your car four hours prior to the game, so maybe we got some real tailgating going on. I don't know. Uh, the only thing we got to figure out there is the porta potty situation. Well, have fun, bro. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to getting my parking pass, so I don't have to <laughs> sit in my car all day. Yeah. Uh, uh, before we get into the show, we just want to give a shout out to all the uh, listeners, uh, the fans, the family members in some cases that are in the path of Hurricane Laura. It looks like it is going to be catastrophic. I mean, we're talking about a storm that's predicted to be a borderline Category 5 by the time it hits land later tonight. So uh, definitely thinking about all you guys. Um, you know, We're going to try to get this ep- episode up soon. I know we don't have you know, a whole lot of listeners, but maybe it'll give you a distraction at some point this week. Um, to listen to somebody talk about Southern Miss. Yeah, this thing, this hurricane is just going crazy, hasn't it? I mean, I, I hate to say that it kind of reminds me of of a little bit of what happened with Katrina. But, you know, you're starting to see this stuff on the Weather Channel pop up. They're talking about the storm surge, and they had that way to, to kind of visually show you what the water is going to is going to be like, like six, at six feet and at nine feet, and if it gets any higher than that and what it can do. And, I, what was it yesterday? This thing was like a, a category one or maybe even a tropical storm like less than 48 hours ago and just boom, boom, boom. Now it's a four. Well, you know, that was what was well, you know, like this past weekend when they had the models, the models were showing that the stronger the further west it got, the stronger it was going to get because the more time it's been out because the water's so hot in the Gulf and the mm. more time it's been out there. So, you know, if this is something that had hit Mississippi, you might be looking at a category two. But the fact that it stayed out over the water a little longer um, and went a little further west, it was able to gain a little more energy to it. So it's uh, – I mean, the weather is always a fascinating thing, uh, but this looks like it is going to be uh, absolutely brutal for that, uh, that that part of the country. I mean, most – let's be honest. Most of that part of the country is kind of underwater anyway when you get out there near, near Lake Charles and, uh, you know, southwest Louisiana. So uh, this certainly isn't going to help. And And, and – you know, I'm, I've got the Weather Channel on right now, and I was kind of thinking about this. So they have somebody set up in Shreveport. It's still expected to be a Category 1 when it hits Shreveport of all places. Mm. Uh, you know, I was thinking back to all of our activities from the Independence Bowl, just trying to imagine that, you know. Uh, it's wild. Yeah, I mean, thoughts and prayers, absolutely, with with everybody that's in the path. I mean, I'm, I'm super-duper glad it's not coming our way. It's not headed our way. Uh but you know, it's, I I I I feel like we dodged a bullet, but you know that that bullet's got to go somewhere, and that's where it's headed. So I just hope that people are safe and that they uh, that they take it seriously. Um, flooding is no joke, man. Houston never does good with floods anyway, right? You, you right, always hear about yeah. Houston with the flash flooded in that that concrete jungle and all that, and 
So, you know, if you're, I don't know, this, this is probably not going to get out before then, but you know, if you're there, you need to get out. You need to, uh, you need to uh, take cover. You need to do what you got to do to get, to get you and your family out of there. So, uh, super glad it's not us, but I, I, you know, thoughts and prayers all, all, all the way around. And shout out to anybody that's listening to us for your for the for your weather alerts as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I really got to depend on you for that. I mean, I mentioned the Weather Channel a minute ago. I don't yeah. ever get to watch it anymore because I'm totally streaming, right? I guess you're still on Comcast. No, I'm on uh, I'm on AT and T Direct TV. Okay, well, that's the only thing that I miss. <laughs> yeah. Really about about having. I never had the direct TV, but having Comcast and normal cable is the Weather Channel. I don't know if that means I'm getting really old or not. Probably so. Uh, I know whenever I go to a hotel, that's the one thing that I do. I flip on the Weather Channel and it's just there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, not, not to make light of the situation, but I do. I miss the Weather Channel uh, dearly. Well, we got a, the first football game of this season. I still, I still have a trouble saying that. It's still one of those things where it's almost hard to believe, and you almost won't believe that it's going to happen until it actually does happen, given everything that's going on. But next Thursday, so that's a week from tomorrow, September the third, Southern Miss is scheduled to take on the University of South Alabama in the Rock. We're going to get into the television. We're going to talk about uh, what it means for fans that, uh, you know. Fans that want to be in attendance, fans that will be in attendance, what that's going to require. But the big news today is the television, uh, which was kind of anticipated that it was going to be on CBS Sports Network. Um, and, and that is what was announced today. So the game has been moved to 8 p.m. It will be televised on CBS Sports Network. Let's take a look at some of the uh, ways that you can watch CBS Sports Network. Um, in our area... It's DirecTV Channel 221, Dish Network Channel 158, uh, Telepex Inc. Channel 87 on Xfinity slash Comcast is Channel 735. It's also on AT&T TV, Fubo TV, uh, Hulu TV, and YouTube TV. So with a lot of those services, I know particularly with like Fubo, with uh, Hulu and uh, YouTube TV as well, you can do the uh, trial. And so that may be a great opportunity for people who, mm. you know, have cut the cord or, or whatever, and you don't get that particular channel. Um, that may be a way for you to be able to watch the game. I know my brother uses YouTube TV. He loves it. Um, so hopefully, uh, you know, you guys will be able to find a way to watch it. Y- y- twofold with this. So it, it's on CBS Sports Network, and I know that a lot of fans, are, ourselves included, were hoping – to get, uh, you know, something that was a little more prominent in visibility. Um, but, you know, the way our TV contracts are done, CBS uh, Sports Network gets first pick out of the Conference USA home games. So this was a situation where, you know, this contract wasn't made way before this pandemic. Nobody had any idea that we were going to be one of two games going on next Thursday night. Um, it's just kind of how the, the cars fell. I still think we're going to be a very, very visible game. I mean, this is probably going to be one of the more visible games that we've been on in quite some time, you know, even more so than the bowl game, just because everybody's so star for college football. Um, but the other game that night is UAB. They're, they're taking on what central, I don't know. They're taking on somebody, they're taking on an <laughs> FCS team, but their mm-hmm. game, their game is on ESPN three. So, you know, even if we weren't on CBS College, I don't know that we would have been on ESPN. ESPN has all the, you know, NBA games locked up, which I know that's kind of up in the air right now. Um, so I don't know 
if we didn't get on CBS College, where we would have been. I would think that they'd want to put us on being the first FBS versus FBS game of the year, but, uh, you know, I'm just thankful we're, I mean, I, it's just, it's slightly disappointing at the same time we're still on national TV and, uh, you know, hopefully we'll get to see some football. You're still on national TV and still on uh, the only, that we're the only one on, right? Well, UAB's game is on. They've moved their game to that, to September 3rd as well at the same exact time. Oh, okay. They are actually going to be on ESPN3, so they're only going to be uh, available for streaming. I'm kind of, I kind of would have thought that maybe they would have put that on the deuce or something, but uh, you know, they didn't. So we're going to be the only nationally televised game on TV that night. Hmm. Well, I mean, that's a great thing. It's, it's a, it's late, uh, for me, <laughs> uh, in, in particular my four year old, uh, but, um, this time of, well, you know, I think that we're all glad that we're just have the ability to go at all. Uh, even like two weeks ago, I was still a little bit unsure. Now that we know we're going, um, if you have to pick after the sun goes down or before the sun goes down, I think I'm choosing after. <laughs> right. So, uh, Absolutely. So, so that's good. Um, and, and, you know, another good thing about it is I, I, I've been hearing, you know, the word Southern Miss all over the radio. Uh, I, I listen to Fox Sports a lot. I listen to, you know, a lot of those shows. And every one of them has been talking about uh, the, the game that's coming up. And, and until UAB, I guess, made this switch with their game. Ours was the only one. So I've heard you know, so many people say the words Southern Miss on the on the radio. That's cool. Um, and, you know, Southern Miss, I know you, and, you, you and I were talking about this uh, earlier, but uh, Southern Miss has a chance to look really, really awesome. And Southern Miss has a chance to, you know, look horrible <laughs> as far as the spacing in the stands and how do you handle stuff. I mean, nobody's ever – nobody has ever done it before. So we're kind of, I don't know, like kind of leading the charge here. Right. Uh, and so you think about, um, some of these high school games that you've seen across the country where like the governor had to shut it down or whatever, uh, because they weren't spacing and all that. Um, Southern Miss has a chance to look that bad or incredible if we can do it right. So, I don't know. I'm anxious to get out there and watch it. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you about the spacing and all, um, in the little letter that we were sent out, the season ticket holders got, uh, it says that you're, you're still going to stay in your section. Like I was kind of under the impression like, Hey, you know, I know I always, we always sit in the end zone. I hadn't sat anywhere else in what, I don't know, since we got the end zone, I think, however long that's been. Um, I was kind of thinking about branching out. You know what? Nobody's up there in that corner of the stadium. I'm going to go sit up there for a quarter. Uh, I guess I guess that's not going to happen. You have to stay within your section still. Well, I, I think that's ideal. I think ideally they want you to stay in your section. But I don't think – if you if you want to climb to the top of the rock, I don't think anybody's going to stop you. So, you know. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think they ideally – so let, let's get into that. So the football game day. So they, they released the guidelines this week, and as of right now – it looks like it's going to be uh, season ticket holders in the stadium, um, a certain amount of students, 
Um, and, and of course, they probably have some family and team tickets as well. But let's let's touch on some of these highlights. So the the first thing that they have here on the email that was sent out, this is also in press release form. If you want to look at it, you can go on southernmist.com and check this out. Uh, M.M. Roberts Stadium will operate with a 25% seating capacity until further notice. That is something that was that is the guideline that was sent down from the governor's office. That is also a guideline that you will see across the country. I don't know that I've seen. I don't know that I've seen anybody that's uh, going to have fans in the stands that's going to have anything more than a 25% seating capacity as of right now. So, you know, I, I understand that some fans were upset when this information came out, but I'm really surprised that it was a shocker because I kind of anticipated, yeah, if you want to go to a game this year, you're going to have to have a season ticket more than likely, or you're going to have to be a student and uh and, and get in the line or however they have it set up, you're gonna have to <laughs> to do to to uh do some things to make that happen. You're not gonna be able to just go up and and uh, get tickets like normal. Now there may be some mm-hmm. resale on StubHub. I'm not sure how they're handling all that, but for the most part, if you want to be assured a seat at uh, MM Roberts Stadium, you're gonna have to get a season ticket. You know, I've even had some of my friends that are not Southern Miss fans hit me up and say, What's you know, where's the best spot in the stadium? to to watch the game uh, in my opinion is as far as like you know access to bathrooms and whatever all that sort of stuff and just total enjoyment of just being at the rock and i was like well this year it's gonna be a lot different <laughs> but um but the point is like these are people that aren't even necessarily fans of southern miss that just realize we're gonna have games and we got a bunch of them uh and it's such a good deal right to, to buy your season tickets i can't believe they didn't ask us to pay a little a little bit more money <laughs> because we just you know, because there's a whole nother game we're getting. I mean, assuming. Um, of course, most of us are probably good with, you know, having just the, I mean, not that I'm super duper rich or neither are you, but, uh, and in, in times like these, I really don't have a problem like donating whatever I can donate. But anyway, um, so, so I guess the good thing is a lot of people are thinking about, uh, coming that might not normally come or maybe never have come. Uh, so that's a good idea. But y- you mentioned the people that are frustrated. With uh, with the situation and all of a sudden, yeah, like you said, I mean, this this couldn't have been a shocker uh, coming out that, that it was going to be 25, you know, 30. I heard maybe maybe 30 percent at one point, but either way, uh, you knew that probably the only people getting in were season ticket guys. And then to complain about that is just kind of ridiculous. But that just goes along with 2020, I guess. This year yeah, it's, it's frustrating, <laughs> like in every way, shape, and form. Pick something, and there's people on this side and people on that side. Uh, so I, I don't know. I don't know what they expect them to do. Like if you're not a season ticket holder, they expect to not to give the tickets to other people other than the season ticket holders. That doesn't make sense either. So whatever. I don't care. I got my tickets. They're just the best deal on the planet, especially where we sit, in my opinion. Uh, and I can't wait to get there. And I'm just kind of crossing my fingers that everything goes off, you know, without a hitch. And as we get into these guidelines, as we go through these, keep this in mind. This is, you know, we are the first uh, FBS versus FBS game. We're going to be on national television. We have a great opportunity to set the example for college football. Now, I'm not saying they're going to follow us, but, you know, this will go a long way. If, if we go out there and we don't take this seriously and, and we have people who, uh, you know, that clog, you know, they get into these groups. Uh, they don't, they don't take the distancing seriously. They don't take the precautions seriously. Uh, not only is it not going to look, it's not, it's going to look bad for us as, as fans of this university, but, um, you know, it could lead to 
no, fans not being able to go to the games if they can't get this mm. under control. So, you know, definitely keep that in mind. Uh, I know that some of this is an inconvenience. Uh, you know, a lot of what we've had to deal with is an inconvenience. So, um, this really won't be any different, but you get to watch live football. You get to come watch these guys play. Um, it's going to be different, but, but just keep that in mind. So let's go through some of these guidelines. Uh, social distancing, at least six feet will be required between all people who do not share a household. I don't really know how you police that, but, if uh, you know it comes down to personal responsibility um in accordance with executive order 1519 this is the, that's the governor's order we mentioned earlier tailgating and outdoor social gatherings are prohibited this will include all picnics fanfare areas eagle walk junior eagle fun land fan tunnels etc pretty much as expected i don't think that's a shocker to anybody uh, and again you still get to go watch football um Parking opening uh, will only open four hours prior to kickoff, so that's going to be interesting uh, how that's going to play out, especially given the students that live on campus and, and park in certain places. Um, face coverings will be required for all patrons to enter the stadium and at times when patrons are in transit within the concourse, elevators, restrooms, concession sales areas. Face coverings will be recommended and encouraged in seating areas and all credentialed Game day workers and employees will wear face coverings at all times. Again, know it's an inconvenience. Uh, you're not required to wear it when you're in the stands. Uh, when you're moving around, you're, you're, um, you are required to, to be wearing a face covering. So just keep that in mind and, uh, be respectful of the people around you. Uh, a couple of more guidelines. To the extent possible, all transactions will be contactless or touchless, such as mobile ticketing, uh, contactless ticketing, ticket scanning, cashless concessions, etc. So if you don't have Apple Pay or Google Pay, probably not a bad time to go get that. Um, as far as concessions goes, um, a limited menu will be offered to increase speed of service, and concession stands will accept cashless types of payments such as Apple Pay, Google Pay, Samsung Pay, Tap and Pay, and of course credit and debit card chip swipe a limited number of cash transactions will be available so you know i touched on a couple of things you can find this in its entirety uh, at southernmist.com if you want to look into it you know there's things like hand sanitizing stations are going to be at the uh, at entrances in multiple places around the can the uh, concourse um no fans on the field things like that um, but those were the big things that we wanted to touch on. So it is definitely going to be a different experience. But uh, given the circumstances, this one I think we can make work if we want to see football live in person. Yeah, it's a different experience compared to all the other football seasons, but it's kind of a very similar experience to what we do now. Like when you go to a restaurant, you keep your mask on. When you get to your seat, you take your mask off, right? Um, so people should kind of be used to the process. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't think anybody should be shocked about about this and and I think it's a responsible way to do it. Um if you're going to do it. You know, we talked about it before. Yeah, when you're walking around, when you're coming in, when you're going to the bathroom or sitting in a concession stand line, throw your mask on. Get to your seat and you're spread out from everybody. If you want to take it off, take it off. I think that's a very responsible way to do this if we can all do it. <laughs> right? <laughs> if if everybody just plays along and does this so we can so we can have, you know, nice things. Um then it'll all work out. Now the big, the thing that did surprise me when they did announce this the other day was so, you know, you got season ticket holders like myself and yourself. We've been in these same seats for years. Um, your tickets are not going, they, these tickets are going to be 
general admission seats for the section that your tickets are in. So I think we're in section 112. That means our, our tickets are supposed to be for section 112. Um, we're supposed to take on the responsibility of distancing um, on ourselves. So that's ideally how it was made to work. I was kind of surprised. I kind of thought they might like assign seats and, you know, kind of spread everybody out. But that probably would have take, taken uh, an awful lot of coordination to make that work. So I, I definitely understand why they didn't do that. So I, I get it. Uh, I was just kind of surprised that was the way they went. Me too. Like, like I, I guess I kind of I, I beat uh, I uh, I beat you to the punch right there in the open. Uh, or stepped all over your, your no, your you're line. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Uh, but you know that's that's kind of what I was getting at because where we sit in the end zone, and I have no idea what season tickets look like this year. Um, I hadn't pulled up on the uh, website and looked at the uh, the little map that they have of season tickets available or anything like that, but. Um, Usually the end zone does really good, and if we're going to be required, I, I, let's just—I don't know how many people are in the end zone. But let's just say like normally, seventy-five percent of the end zone are season ticket holders, and they, I think they are because it's always the same people, <laughs> you know. Um, so it's going to be hard to spread that, those, those people out. So I think that I don't know. I hope that we're allowed to do more than that. And, and you also—you got to expect this. There's going to be people that are just like. Hell with that. I bought that seat. I'm sitting in that seat, right? Well, if you're right. going to do that, I guess you need to get there really, really early. Um, yeah, that would be. And idea. that's fine. I mean, I mean, I'm not going to be that way. Uh, I don't think my wife or you or your wife, I don't think anybody would just like, you know, stomp their foot and, you know, and just get just pissed off about not being able to get in their exact seat. But like I said, but my, my, my thing is, I mean, the sp- the spacing issue uh if you're not allowed to kind of go a little bit further than that is i i can foresee that being a problem even if we have to just stay in the end zone if you shrink that down into just like section 112 it's almost impossible <laughs> but i, I mean I, I haven't been there we hadn't tried it yet so i don't know but yeah, I w- and i would imagine they you know we may you may not be in the section that you're in you know they cuz the section where the band used to be i don't think there were many season tickets over there so they may move some people around you know, and say, okay, your seat's in section 110 or, or whatever, you know. Um, I would imagine they're not going to have one section just totally overrun with people. Hey, about this mobile ticketing. So I understand they're not going to send us out tickets. Everything's going kind of contactless, and I, I get that. Um, I guess that's just going to be emailed to us, and then th- your tickets are on the email, and then you just kind of scroll through to that particular barcode. Is that how that works? I believe so. I believe that's what that you know in the past, like for the um, when we hosted the regional, that was kind of how the way the way they did it with the mobile tickets. So I would imagine that would be the case. Um, okay. But, but again, if you are a season ticket holder, they're supposed to be emailing you that information at, at some point soon. I'm not exactly sure when that's going to be, but you should be receiving your tickets um, via email as opposed to picking them up or getting them mailed to you so that you will have them in time. And I, I'm not sure how they're doing the parking passes either. I would imagine they would email it to you or give you you know, a link to print off, but um, I haven't had received any word about that. Uh, any word at all on... I mean, I guess I guess the answer is no on like golf carts. You know, last year they decided. I guess treated like a treated like a normal car. You want to bring your golf yeah, cart? That's what they said last year. Yeah, if, okay. I would imagine. I would imagine that would be the same case here. Yeah. Okay. Lot lots of lots of weird stuff, man. But that that just goes right into uh, so weird talking about this. I was thinking about this earlier today. 
and I know we got stuff we got to get to, but if you think back to a year ago, what do you think we were talking about right now? I know we we're probably talking about the start of the football season, but um, does, does that seem to you like it was eons ago? Oh, it certainly does. I mean, it's, it's uh, it really I guess we we're does. talking about 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 Ladner being hired. Possibly it was right around this time, maybe. Uh, you know, it was. It's just all that stuff just seems like just so long ago. We just. I think I've aged. I'm more than 43 right now. I went from like 42 to 57 like this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, and think about this too. You know, we we talked about the the game itself, like our game, how. how special this opportunity is um there's going to be a couple of games i think this weekend some fcs games and then of course the same night we play uab is playing uh, an fcs opponent so we're the first fbs game fbs versus fbs game uh you also got to remember there are no preseason nfl games so there has been no football whatsoever so this is that even adds even more um i think more intrigue to our game uh from a national standpoint People just and and you know, people are gonna be you know wanting to bet. They're going to be playing. I guess some areas will let you play college DraftKings. <laughs> so, you know, I think I think it's gonna be a very very interesting uh, game and opportunity for us. If we come and show out, it, it, it definitely could go a long way with the future of Southern Miss football. Definitely. And oh, by the way, uh, win the game. Yeah, the losing right. <laughs> losing would be yes would be catastrophic. The, I mean, how how 2020 is that uh, for this conversation to have gone this long so far? We haven't even talked about uh, how we're gonna win this thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't even I don't even man I don't even want to think about it really. <laughs> I usually try to be objective about this thing. Yeah, you get a bit, but like I don't even want to think about that right now. Sure. Um. So after we did the show last week, I believe. Like the very next day, there were some schedule changes announced. So a couple of things changed. The Louisiana Tech game was moved back a week. So we will be because we lost um, the game with Tennessee Tech on uh, September 19th. The Louisiana Tech game was moved from September 12th to September 19th. Um, that's going to be at home. They haven't announced the game time on that yet. And when we lost Tennessee Tech, we had a spot open up. To give us back to 12 games, we had a bye on November 7th. Now we are playing North Alabama on November 7th at home in the Rock. So we we did secure the seven home games as of right now. We do have 12 games on our schedule as of right now. So I think that was what they were were hoping to accomplish with that. And and two, you know, while we're still trying to sort this COVID thing out, which I know it's probably going to be with us for a while, it gives us an extra week to kind of sort things out after the South Alabama game as well. Yeah, very, very good point. And I'm so glad that you made all those notes because I've just given up on trying to keep up with the, with the whole schedule thing. Well, you know, when you're not working, it's pretty easy to keep up with this kind of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. I'm glad we can laugh about it. <laughs> uh, something else I saw that they're doing. I just want to make the fans aware of this. Uh, this Saturday, August the 29th, it's going to be virtual. Fan day. A couple of things that's going to entail. You can go to southernmiss.com and check out the press release. Uh, the first thing they're doing is a virtual 5K and fun run. Um, you can register on the website. That's at 8.30 a.m. Then at 9 a.m., yard sign pickup begins. It's at, at certain spots around town. I don't know that all of them are going to be open at 9 a.m., but that is when the time starts where you can pick up your uh, yard signs. Here are some of the yard, here are some of the locations where you can pick up yard signs. 
uh, in and around the Hub City. I don't know if these go much further than that. Dickie's Barbecue, Firehouse Subs, Fuzzy Tacos, Keg and Barrel, Krispy Kreme, Wendy's, Strix, Taylor Rental, Buffalo Wild Wings, Popeyes, Small Cakes, Sully's Tavern, Salad Station, Walk-Ons, Movie Star, Paris Jewelers, Jimmy John's, Little Caesars in Petal and Oak Grove, Mugshots, Raising Canes, Shipley's Donuts, Chesterfields, McAllister's on Hardy Street, Lenny Sub Shop, and Rainer's Seafood. That's where you could go if you'd like to pick up your Rise and Soar yard signs. Then at uh, 9.30 in the morning, they've got an autograph giveaway. 11.30 a.m., they've got a family pack giveaway for football season tickets. Uh, 1 p.m., Seymour Sidekicks. Members are invited to pick up their packets for the year and take a socially distanced photo with Seymour at the new Southern Miss Wellness Volleyball Facility next to Reed Green. Uh, 1.30 p.m., they're having a basketball season ticket giveaway on the Southern Miss Athletics Facebook page. And then at 3 p.m., they're having a virtual Spirit Squad Youth Clinic. Uh, learn che- learn cheers from Southern Miss Cheer. And uh, fans are encouraged to follow the Southern Miss Cheer Instagram accounts for a special clinic. And then at 4 p.m., there is a football Q&A on the Southern Miss Athletics. Uh, I believe it's on the Facebook page, maybe. Okay, it says be sure to tune in to the Southern Miss Athletic Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to see if your question was answered. Fans are able to submit questions for head football coach Jay Hobson and select student athletes. So, the virtual fan day, if you'd like to be a part of it, that is uh, the information is on the website. It'll be this Saturday, August 29th, the 15th anniversary of Hurricane Katrina. Hmm, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just, you know, I, I wouldn't have it any, uh, any other way, I don't guess. <laughs> uh, the preseason All-Conference USA team was announced this week, and Southern Miss football seniors Jack Abraham, Tim Jones, and Kyle Hemby were named to uh, the preseason All-Conference USA team as the league announced this past Tuesday. So congratulations to those guys. Uh, if I had to pick who I thought would make it, they probably would all be in the mix. Sure. Um, you know, I thought Swayze Bozeman might have a chance to uh, to crack one of those, and I, I don't believe I saw his name anywhere in there, but... Um other than that, um, outside of a couple guys that left, I mean, those are the guys we're going to depend on all year long that are going to have to be team leaders. So, um, and Arvin Fletcher was another guy, you know, that could it wouldn't have shocked me if he was in the mix as well. Sure, um, no, no doubt, right? And and a lot of these guys, you know, it's, it, preseason polls are usually based off of hype, and uh, you know, next, you know, it'll be a totally different team by the time the end of the season gets here. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it'll be it'll probably be a totally different team. I'm just kind of still fingers crossed, you know, we get to the end of the season. Absolutely. I just uh, let's get get this first one done with and see where we are and kind of reevaluate and and hopefully it's all systems go for the rest of the way. The big talk on the episode last week, we talked about the players who chose to opt out of the 2020 season and transfer out. Now, keep this in mind. a lot. Some of these players have entered the transfer portal. Uh, whether or not they actually leave remains to be seen. You know, there's still an opportunity, I believe, for some of them to come back if they choose to do so. Um, and I think there actually will be a, a player or two on this list that, that does come back next season. So as we talked about last week, uh, Jack S. Turner uh, on the defensive line chose to opt out. Rakeem Booth, uh, you know, our stud linebacker. Um, I think we talked about Jalon Adams as well. Um, then Steven Anderson, the, the big running back, 
opted out. Uh, there's a defensive lineman named Garrett Crawford. I believe he may have been a walk-on. And then Junior Carswell, just a, a, a huge mass of a man. <laughs> those All those players decided to opt out for for the 2020 season. Now, what's interesting about that is the NCAA, and, and I totally get anybody that doesn't want to play, like I said last week, anybody that's you know concerned about the circumstances, totally get it. The transferring is what had us concerned. But the NCAA approved blanket waivers for fall sports athletes to keep their year of eligibility. So the seniors that are playing now could be seniors next year if they want to be. Hmm. Uh, you know, they, so these players, if they decided to play and they didn't get to, use, to play their whole season, or even if they did get to play their whole season, they still would keep their year of eligibility. So, um, you know, that's an interesting twist in things. And that, that may be what kind of ended the, uh, you know, the opting out and the transferring. I don't know, but you know, we're going to be without those players. It definitely hurts us from a depth standpoint. I know Rakeem Booth was, was injured and I don't know how much he could have contributed this year anyways, but, um, you know, you definitely hate, hate losing the depth, but hopefully the guys that we have coming to step in are going to be ready to go. Yeah. I mean, Turner is the big one. I mean, and, and Booth would be, uh, to me, I mean, I mean, they're all good players. Uh, and heck, we, what was that four, three or four starters, um, in some capacity. Uh, but, but, but with, 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 uh, Booth, with Booth being just a little bit banged up, um, and Jalen, you know, kind of went AWOL last year at one point anyway, and we played without him. Uh, the big one is is Turner. Uh, so re- replacing him is, is not an easy thing to do. Um, but yeah, next you know, next man up. Uh, so we, we got a ton of people on this football team, and it's it, the one thing I take away from what you just said about the whole uh, get, being able to uh, uh, the NCA granting another another year, no matter what you decide. We thought that the baseball scholarship thing was going to be jacked up. <laughs> Is this not just going to just, just, just bottleneck the football uh, scholarship level situation going into the next year? You would think so, but, you know, too, you have to consider, you know, with, with uh, the players coming back. I, I mean, I, I don't know if we're at full scholarship capacity anyway, so I don't know. I don't know how mm. that will affect things, you know. Um, I know baseball probably, you know, definitely would have could have been an issue uh but i don't know if it'll be the case with football i I guess if we did have a full roster then yeah it probably would be but since we don't i don't know hmm well that's a good point i hadn't thought about the uh full roster situation maybe this is the final maybe we'll finally get up to to, you know a par level with pretty much every other team in the country uh scholarship wise um through the pan maybe that's i don't know maybe that's maybe that's some silver lining maybe if if it works out that way i don't know i guess that's all you get to be determined but um, it just seems to me like it's it's just you you're you're playing by like a, like a, like with a totally new deck of cards. You know, like every day we turn around and it's just wait a minute, how do we process this? You know, yeah. Uh, so it's it's just weird, and at least this gives us something to talk about. Um, because good gosh, we've needed it, but um, <laughs> but you know, uh, it's 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 gonna be weird if you have all these players coming. But think about it, if you have like if everybody decides to come back next year. I mean, in, theoretically, everybody on our team can come back next year. We can have the exact same team, right? I mean, if, if that's the case. Yeah. For the well, most part, I mean, there, there's a couple of players that, you know, I'd imagine there are probably some seniors that will hang it up, and there's probably some guys that will go ahead and go to the NFL. Um, sure. But for the I, most I'm part. Just saying like, yeah, like, like, like in theory, it's possible. 
So yeah, if it's absolutely. possible, then then you would only sign, I guess, enough players to get you to uh, the 82 mark or whatever it is, um, scholarship wise. So what does that do to the high school seniors or the or the junior college, uh, you know, rising juniors? Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's the trickle down is going to be just really, really weird. Not, not to mention all the players that could transfer from these other conferences that aren't playing at all. Anyway, that's a whole different, you know, rabbit hole. But it's 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 going to be interesting. Definitely will be interesting. Well, let's touch on the scrimmage. So Southern Miss had their second full team scrimmage this past Saturday at the Rock. Um, this report is available at SouthernMiss.com. That's the tricky thing about this is there's there's no media at any of these events. So you get the press releases and and you know I know they some of the media they do a, a Zoom calls with a coach and a player at the end of the at the after practice, but you know it, it's it's a lot tougher to really gauge what, what this team is going to be about this year. So you just have to kind of rely on these press releases as for right now, at least until next Thursday. So here are some of the highlights highlights from the scrimmage listed on the press release. Quarterback Jack Abraham hit Tim Jones for a 99 yard touchdown on the opening play of the scrimmage. Uh, that, uh, that is both exciting and terrifying because it seems like every time that, uh, in the Hobson era where we hit a big play for a touchdown early, we lost the momentum and lost the game. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. But no, that, but that's good that they're finding their way. And, uh, you know, I hope, you know, it's probably a lapse coverage of some kind, but, uh, it is good to see them lighten it up after the, uh, the way practice went last week. Uh, Abraham threw for 229 yards on 10 of 20 passing, which included a touchdown, which, which included passes to Jason Brownlee for 45 yards and Luke Baker for 23. Um, you know, interesting there is, is Jason Brownlee. There was an article about him today, um, on one of the, uh, papers where he's from, but it had a great, uh, you know, had some great stuff in there about him. He's a guy that you want to look out for. And Luke Baker was a guy that we heard a lot about being a passing tight end. Last uh, receiving tight end, excuse me, last season, but he's bulked up. He's put on about 20 pounds. So I'm kind of curious to see what he looks like. And I'm kind of curious, like we said last week, to see how we use the tight end moving forward. So, um, you know, and like we talked about before the show, this, this, this scrimmage was a little bit more about the offense as last week was a little bit more about the defense. Yeah. I think the defense had the advantage in scrimmage number one. Offense probably had the advantage in scrimmage number two. And, I mean, you mentioned Jack. Uh, so, you know, everybody roots for this guy. He's such a nice guy. He's such a – he's a hell of a football player. Um, but there's a good Jack and a bad Jack. And um, if we can have a whole lot of good Jack to go along with probably Brownlee and you mentioned Baker, the tight end, it's good to know that we have a tight end on our on our football team. Uh, and – but but and another guy is – um is oh, shoot. Uh, Tim Jones, the, the wide receiver from Biloxi. Um at the end of this year, I hope that we, I hope, I hope we hear John Cox say Abraham to Jones, you know, just like back in the day with Montana to Rice. Uh, those guys, I think they could have a, a special year together. Um, both being redshirt seniors, I believe. Um, and th- that would be, it would be really nice for, uh, for those two to, uh, to be able to go out with a bang here. And I think we're going to have to have them step up in a big way to have that kind of year that we want to have. Some other stats. Tate Watley uh, threw for 78 yards on 8 of 16 passing. The offense just com- committed just one fumble, which was recovered by Cameron Harrell, and the uh, quarterback did not throw a pick, so that's good. Freshman 
Uh, Frank Gore Jr. ran for 72 yards on 11 carries. Pretty impressive. Kevin Perkins added 55 yards on six carries and three touchdowns. So way to go, Perk. His touchdowns were uh, 41, 40, excuse me, 42, 1, and 3 yards. Tim Jones, as you mentioned, caught two passes for 113 yards and a touchdown, while Jason Brownlee had two catches for 50. Uh, Narika's driver had a 32-yard touchdown catch from Watley, which was his only throw for a score. The Golden Eagles were 4-for-4 four four on field goal attempts as Brick Briggs Bourgeois hit attempts of 49, 35, and 41, and Andrew Stein made a 30-yard attempt. The snap was bobbled on his other attempt. The defense registered nine sacks in the scrimmage, so that's a little concerning, although I do understand that, that um, you know, scrimmage sacks are basically like touch football. Sure. Um, so, you know, again, it's a scrimmage. Offense did better this time. Take it for what it's worth. We, we have no footage of this game. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully this will better prepare the team as they get ready to take the field against the Jaguars next Thursday, September the 3rd. So, do uh, you have anything about the scrimmage bump? No, just, you know, I mean, well, you pretty much said it all, but yeah, it, it's still, well, I, I'd like to say it's still so early, uh, but, you know, the season's here, but, you know, fundamentals, everything's got to be a little bit rusty, tackling, reads, footwork, that sort of stuff, so um, sounds like they're getting better um, with every practice, and uh, and they, they better because, you know, the game is, what, what are we, eight, seven days away? Tomorrow, seven days from tomorrow. One week. Yeah, it's crazy. One week away. Two scrimmages. Mm. Are we doing any more scrimmages? I guess not. This is well, this is just straight up like prep week now, huh? Uh I'm not. I'm not 100 percent on that. They usually do, you know, scrimmages throughout the week leading up to the game. So I'm not sure if they'll have any more reports or not. But uh, uh, you know, I, w- I would imagine they'll have some game situations at practice for the next couple of days. Sure. Okay. Some other other news just to touch on because uh, the Conference USA made the move to move. Uh, soccer and volleyball to the spring semester. Um, you know, this is a situation where enough teams weren't going to play this fall and the NCAA was not going to have a championship because of, they didn't have enough teams to, to justify a championship. So conference USA went ahead and moved soccer and volleyball to the spring. Now this is something that we've kind of been wanting to touch on. We have, this is our second episode coming back, but the Southern Miss athletic department basketball team released some video of some of the new lighting at Reed Green Coliseum. And Jason, you got your own personal experience with that. So tell the listeners about the new lighting at Reed Green Coliseum. Well, it's about 30 or 40 years overdue. (laughs) (laughs) But um, but no, yeah, it was one of those deals where I think I was texting you during the day or talking to you. And I was like, you know, I think I'm just going to hit up Ladner and see if I can come by and get a get a look at these new lights. And so I just, you know, I hit him up and he texted me right back. He said, meet me there tomorrow at 1.30. So, okay. <laughs> so so Katie, my wife, and I um, go over there. And, and I thought it was just going to be us. And he was going to flip them on real quick and say, don't you think that's cool? Uh, talk about it on your little podcast or whatever you do and send me on my way. Well, this was actually the first time that he saw them, too. Uh, so it, it ended up being – um Way more important people than than what I am, and I'm not even sure their names because everybody's wearing their mask, right? So I'm like, hey, who are you know? How are you? And they're probably really wondering who the hell I was. But uh, so we meet all these people uh, right there at the uh, little door to go in the main office of the uh, basketball thing. And uh, this guy from the physical plant kind of takes us through the whole shebang. He took us through the office. He showed where the 
controls are. And then uh, we learned all about it. Then we went out and we, they flipped it on for the very first time. And coach was looking at it for the very first time. And you could tell that he had uh, he had some ideas going around of how we could use these different um, these different lighting features uh, for you know pregame and during the game. And um, and this thing's crazy crazy awesome. It, it's it's uh, on the controls. There's basically like a little color wheel. You can just kind of move your, your finger around and, uh, and then the lights change, you know, in the whole arena. Uh, so that th- they, they played one for us. Uh, for instance, it was like a red, white, and blue kind of zipping around the, uh, the, uh, the top of the arena, um, for like the national anthem or something like that. Uh, they showed what it could look like if you lower it down, um, to nothing. And then you have the, you know, the, the sound system blaring during, uh, during uh during pregame or during the the announcement of the lineups uh you you pick a way they can do it and they can do it and the great thing is you know the lights don't go off and then you gotta wait like 25 minutes from the warm back up (laughs) right um you know i mean not to mention that it's it's way more energy efficient um it probably adds to uh probably adds to the the just overall comfort of the place too i'm sure those old lights are hot um so yeah, it's cool. It's it's it took forever to do it, but um it also opened it up a little bit, I think. Um one of the first things I noticed when I went in there was not just just only the the uh quality of the lighting, but those big uh those big humongous light bulbs, I guess. They're hanging everywhere. They're all gone. Um so it, it kind of makes the place look uh look a little better. So it's an overall improvement. Um it's it's going to add a ton to the the, to, to, to game day, uh, specifically when the players come out of the tunnel and they're announcing the, uh, the lineups, how you can just shut it all down and get these lights racing all around the arena, um, that, you know, every other basketball team on the planet has had for the last 25 or 30 years. And we're just now getting it, but hey, we got it. It's cool. And, and that's just the, I think the, the tip of the iceberg of the improvements that are going to be made to, uh, Reed Green Coliseum, um, moving forward. I don't, you know, it'll be. I'm, I'm looking forward to the intros. I mean, you can do it like an NBA game, and 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 you know, turn them off. It'll bring a little more of a uh, energy and an environment to redrain that's been that's been sorely needed for quite some time. So sure, yeah, we're excited about that. Excited to see what that looks like, and excited with how they're able to implement implement that into the game day experience. Well, uh, I think we've covered quite a bit here. Do you uh, you have any shout outs you want to give before we shut it down? Uh, one very important shout out that I wanted to give was our good friend and my fraternity brother and actually my pledge brother, Matt Duckworth. Um, he's going through a super duper tough time, um, with his health right now. Uh, I'm not sure how much information I, I, I should divulge, but if everybody out there can just, uh, keep Matt Duckworth in your prayers, I'm sure that he would appreciate it. I know that I appreciate it. And, um, and then we mentioned the hurricane earlier and we have, a, we have a lot of listeners, um, across, Across the world, <laughs> no, but uh, but we do have a lot of listeners uh, around that that Texas Louisiana area. So our good friend Billy Porter and um and and longtime listener Ernie Walker, who's actually made an appearance on the show before. They both live in Houston, I believe. Uh, and this thing is headed right for them. So thoughts and prayers of those guys, and hopefully they come out on the other side of this thing uh, a okay. You know, you mentioned Matt Duckworth, man, and um, you know, I was in a couple of classes with him. I sat; it was an RTF class. I don't remember which, which is radio, TV, and film. Um, mm-hmm. I was in a class with him. He, I think, he sat behind me, and I think 
his who would end up being his wife Suzanne kind of sat on the other side or something like we were all sitting around each other and that's where they met kind of wild so huh. there you were there I was not getting married anytime <laughs> soon <laughs> yeah, but the, but yeah man definitely the best to him definitely best to all our friends I've got some family over in that area uh you know it's going to be interesting to see how it got I mean, let's be honest I mean this is it's going to devastate that area you know mm-hmm. so I hope everybody makes it out safe and sound and they're able to rebuild in a timely manner well, uh, let's shut it down. Uh, you guys can follow us on Twitter at to the top talk. You can follow me at Jamie underscore Arrington and Jason at bumper J Bailey. Um, you can follow us on Instagram as well. Be sure you look for, uh, to the top talk anywhere you can listen to podcasts. Give us a rating and review. If you like the show, tell your friends. If you don't like the show, tell your friends. Any final thoughts, thoughts, Jason? No, man, enjoyed it. Uh, glad to be back, and I'm about to hit a, I'm about to hit the neighborhood for a run, so I will uh, whistle at your front door in about 12 minutes. <laughs> and guys, you know, I know that this is going to be different. I know this whole experience with the football season is going to be different, but just remember, you know, keep it in the perspective that it is. Uh, you know, prepare. You, you know the protocol that you've got to take going into this. You know, if we want to, if we want to make it through this football season, uh, we're going to have to to take the necessary precautions. So just kind of prepare yourself for that. Looking forward to seeing all of you, even from a distance. Looking forward to seeing all of you on social media that I don't see at the game. Um, but you know, we're only a week away. We're, we're, the finish line is right there. So hopefully we'll be able to see some Golden Eagle football next Thursday night. Uh, as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk.